podcast number three. This is the GHL first round of playoffs edition. I'm your host, Brian Holland. Along with me are my brother, Chris Holland, and the owner of the Cincinnati Sword, Justin Sadowski. How's it going, gentlemen? Good, buddy. How are you? How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing all right. You're welcome. I should mention that you're also uh, the two-time cup-winning champion Boston Bear owner. I just okay. mentioned you as brother because I figured that was higher up on the totem pole. That's ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess uh, if you don't make the playoffs, you lose out on uh, that is the true. two-time cup winner. All right. So, I, uh, you know, I posted it on the forum already, but this is going to be our take two of the podcast. We uh, We actually originally recorded this on Wednesday. Uh, and unfortunately, due to my inability to use technical devices, computer devices, technical devices, audio devices, whatever you want to say, all of those things, it came out ass backwards. So we have to redo it again. So this is going to be a lot of fun, of guys. So let's just uh, <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just get right down to it, and like, don't waste any time, and uh, try not to mess this one up. So first one is the Adams division. We got the Cleveland Barons hosting the Cincinnati Sword. Chris, since you don't have a say in this, uh, let's let's start with you on this one. All right. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, when you look at this matchup on paper, it's a little bit deceiving. I think, you know, if you look at the, just the standings themselves, obviously Cleveland is the President's Trophy winner and uh, Cincinnati was the eighth seed. But when you look at it a little bit closer, it's it's a... Cincinnati has a much better team than than you think that they would. Uh, they're not they're not your typical A seed. Um, they've had some injuries throughout the year to some key players. I know that Wenberg's out, which is a huge loss. But uh, even during the regular season, he only played seventy one games, and and Little's only played sixty eight. Uh, even Eberle seventy three. Yep. Um, and Vlasic on D uh, was limited to a few games. You know, I think he played like in the sixties. So. Uh, you know, had everybody been healthy throughout the course of the year, I think they would have been higher up in the standings. But I still would pick uh, the Barons in this series. I just think, uh, you know, you don't win the President's Trophy on accident. So, you know, you have to have to be a pretty good team when you look at them on paper. Cleveland beats them pretty much up and down the lineup uh, with his offensive firepower and a, and a better D-depth and goaltending. Um, I just think it's just too much for Cincinnati. Uh, throughout the series, but I, I do think it'll be a, a closer series than than people may think. Um, but the special teams too is, is another key that I, I like to look at a lot. And I think the big matchup is the number two ranked power play in Cleveland uh, and Cincinnati uh, struggled a bit throughout the season. Uh, they ended up at the 27th ranked power uh, penalty killing. So I think there that that also create a, a bit of a mismatch. Uh, so so I do pick the Barons to uh, come out in this series. And I do want to take this time to uh, mention that we are not going to take into account any of the game ones that have been played. Uh, that so is awesome. obviously, and taking into account exactly what happened tonight. You <laughs> <laughs> talked about power play. He was zero for five tonight it's, on the power play. What it's true. It's true. Coach, what it's, were you third in the league this year? Uh, second. He was second. Second. That's right. Yeah. Oh, for five tonight. Well, that's, yeah, I, I got I got hot Steve Mason tonight, but you know, as a Flyers <laughs> fan, I know he he could pull off a, a ten game streak where he's uh, batting seven fifty there with a save percentage. So <laughs> I'm worried, yeah. but not that worried. Yeah, I initially thought this game was going to go four or five uh, games for you, Brian. 
Uh, I'm going to stick with that number, but I'm going to switch it to me. Oh, <laughs> I think this is going to be a quick seat or quick series. <laughs> I think you're going to play Kate next game and we're going to light him up again. Your power play is going to fall short. Uh, yes. But no, I'm joking. It's still going to go four or five. <laughs> I don't match up with you at all. Um, goaltending defense offense. Uh, I got lucky tonight, but <laughs> my luck runs out next game. <laughs> All right, and then uh, you know, like we were talking about before, your top six is like phenomenal, right? Um, so. And that's that's between Oposo and Little, and you know, playmaker Matt Reed out there tonight. That's um, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that that gave you that game one win, and that's what it comes down to is me, you know, the Baron shutting down your top six, and then getting to your depth. So you know, I, I had originally, and I, I'm going to stick with I had the Barons winning in six. Looking at you know the history between the two of us in the playoffs, we. You know, we play each other twice and both series went seven games with each of us pulling one off. So um, I think uh, the Barons have it this time in six games, but, you know, anything can happen. And you saw that in game one. All right. So the next round, we got the Hamilton Tigers versus the Johnstown Chiefs. I have uh, I have Hamilton winning this one in seven. A few big things with that is, uh, you know, they got, I think Dane mentioned this on the board, they got, got Malkin back for game one. You know, when you can add a, a guy like that, he's, you know, a difference maker. And, uh, you know, he's matching up there against Crosby and Johnstown, playing the two Penguin boys against each other. You know, sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if they're head-to-head directly. I don't know what the line matchups are. But, um, you know, putting those two guys against each other is going to be very interesting this series. You know, the, the what it really comes down to for me is the depth of goaltending in Hamilton with Montoya and Mrazek versus Johnstown's goaltending. They have Braden Holtby, but he's already in the green. And going into the playoffs, it's very, very important in my mind to have your starting goaltender, your number one guy, be well-rested. So if he's already in the green going into the playoffs, that is not a good sign in my mind. Right, and and add into that too. Uh, Ryan Murphy is out until May first, mm-hmm. so losing one of your better guys like that, you know, is going to eliminate any sort of depth that you have at his position. Justin, who do you got? Well, I got Hamilton. I don't think it's going to go seven. Um, I mean, Johnstown's pulling their tricks from the regular season and not setting their lineup, so who knows what's going to happen? But depth-wise, like you said, Holtby already in the green. After that, all Mark Heat, he's nothing to write home about. Hamilton Montoya is in the green, but Morazic, you know, he's a solid backup, solid starter that he can he can throw in there. Their defense does not match up at all. Um, I got I got Hamilton five six. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too. I, I have Hamilton in six. I, I just think that as uh, you guys mentioned, all the points you made are. Uh, same thing that I came up with. Uh, and I also, I mean, the, the only other stat that I would really throw out that really sways it for me is Hamilton has uh, 10, 20 goal scores in his lineup. So, you know, the fact that Johnstown can't really match up with him, um, at all. you know, on D, you know, he's, to try to stop that kind of depth scoring is going to be very difficult for him to do. Uh, I just think Hamilton is a little, just too much for him. Um, so I, I do pick the go six though. All right. So we're all on the same board there. Swinging over to the Patrick division, we have the Washington Federals against the Alaska <laughs> Polar Bears. Justin, let's start with you on this one. Who you got? I want Alaska here. Um, 
on paper, it's pretty close. I, I think it's going to go the distance. I think Alaska's got a little bit better goaltending depth. Um, but across the board, they match up pretty good. I, I, I just have to give this one to Alaska. Yeah, I, uh, I have Alaska in seven. I think this one will go the distance. Uh, they match up pretty well on paper. I think the teams will, you know, go back and forth throughout the series. Uh, Alaska has a, you know, they have high some high end talent that I think will carry them throughout the series. Uh, ultimately, help them win. Moving forward, I think they may have a little bit of an issue uh, with with Kemper and Nettie. He's a he's solid, but he only has a four stamina. So I think as the the series progresses, and even if they get through this round, they may have a, you know, some worries there. Uh, but if you, just for this series, I do see them winning in seven. Uh, they did, they do match up pretty nice on paper. You have the number one penalty killing in Washington versus the number one power play in Alaska, so that that to me will be uh, an interesting thing to watch as well. But but I think Alaska just uh, has enough to get through and, and uh, make it to the next round. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. The number one power play versus number one penalty kill. I, I'm interested to see this matchup and how it progresses throughout this series. Yeah, in my mind, and I don't know why I did this, I picked Alaska in five. Wow. <laughs> I think I think they're going to end this uh, quickly, even though they are missing Chara for the first two games. But, yeah, they, they do have the goaltending depth. And, again, like I mentioned in the last series, uh, Crawford is already in the green for Washington. So I don't think that's mm. a good sign, especially matched up with uh, – the goaltending depth in Alaska with Kemper and Varlamov. I think they're good enough for this round, you know, to, to definitely take it. Right. I think Alaska now though, Kemper's already in the green as well, already mm-hmm. going in the game too. True. But I mean, you know, if he goes another game then you put Var, you know, if they go up to nothing, you put Varlamov in for a game three, Kemper goes back right back to blue. That's right. So then he can go, you know, blue green for games four and five, and you know they can take four out of five there. I think I think what the big difference is going to be, and what this the whole success of Alaska going either, you know, going out in the first round or getting to the Cup finals is their health. They have a you know they have a lot of good guys, but you know, McDavid, Druin, both those guys have uh, fortitudes of five, mm. and uh, you know, Turris and Shane Prince have fortitudes of seven. So I mean four of their top nine don't have great fortitude. So going forward, if they get through this round, that could come back to haunt them. You know, losing yeah, a guy right, like McDavid right. and Drew, and I think Drew also hit it on the third line. But if you lose one of those guys, even on your third line, you know they're probably on his top power play, and that's going to hurt that number right. one power play in mm-hmm. the league. Right. So, you know, as long as they stay healthy this round, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make uh, quick work of Washington. But now we're swinging on over to Colorado and Chicago. Uh, I think this is your turn, Chris. Okay. Uh, and this <laughs> one, I uh, let's see. And this one, I have Colorado uh, winning in six. I, I think they just have, uh, you know, a, a big difference to me. They they have a, an advantage in net. I think Chicago, you know, he's, he's relying on the duo of Cam Ward and uh, Zach off in net, and I don't think don't think they have enough to, you know to really keep them in the series long enough. Uh, Colorado, you know, in the means in the other side of uh, the coin there, they have uh, Ben Bishop in net, which obviously he's a workhorse. So he can, he can at least get them through this round. Pretty much no issues. I would think uh, Chicago relies heavily on his top line 
and I think Colorado has enough depth to, to shut them down. So to me, I have uh, Colorado winning. The other key stat that I, I, I see is Colorado for goal differential throughout the season's a plus seven. Chicago ended up as a, as a minus 33. So right, right there, that's just not a good place where you want to be at all. Uh, so I, I just think Colorado wins this one and six. Yeah, Chris, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, their top two defensive pairs are strongly outnumbered. Chicago's um, top two lines. You know, Chicago does have a good top line, but their second line falls off a little bit, and that's where Colorado can step in and the goaltending. Like you mm-hmm. see with Bishop in the green, <laughs> he's both are far superior to the Ward and Zakoff. I think it's going to be a lot quicker than six, probably five. But yeah, definitely Colorado all, all the way. Yeah, and I had uh, I also have Colorado in six. Um, you know, just like you said, Bishop. Uh, I heard it actually on TV there tonight, but it's uh, Pickard. I always thought it was Picard, but it's actually Calvin Pickard. I don't trust the TV. Yeah, it's called, it's called Picard. <laughs> all right, that sounds cooler. So fake, fake news. news. Fake yeah. news. <laughs> but no, I mean the one the one big thing for me. It's funny how we're looking at it because, Chris, you're definitely looking at like how they did the regular season and power play and penalty kill and records. And, you know, Justin, I, I heard you talk about goals for and goals against, I believe. And I'm just like really going into it strictly on player cards. So it's really interesting to see how we're each going into our predictions here. Because my big thing is Chicago's defense, their defense all have low stamina. So you got their. Their top six, they have Gunnarsson, Tootin, and Daly all have staminas of six. Carl and Fronson are five, and Jackman's at four. And, you know, you look at that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, I think if you're a top D in this in the GHL, you need to have a stamina of at least seven, but, yeah. you know, you would like to see eight or nine. Mm. Um, you know, even on my third pairing, I don't want anybody like six. I, I try to have like six as my lowest. So to have three at six, two at five, and one at four. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know how it reads in the game. But, you know, in my mind, I'll, you know, if it was the Cleveland Barons, I'd be very, very uh, concerned at this point. So, you know, I, I'd really like to see how that shakes out in the series and to see if they falter down the stretching games because their defensemen are tired. All right, now we're going to go over to the Campbell Conference with the Smythe Division winning... Quebec, Quebecois versus the New York Americans. So good old uh, Canada versus USA matchup. Uh, I think, and even just looking at the predictions on the form, I think it's pretty safe to say that almost everybody, if not everybody, has picked the Quebecois to take this one pretty easily. I mean, I have them winning in five games. You know, just looking at it, I didn't really go into too much depth. I really just looked at their matchup, and Quebec just overmatches pretty much every yeah, team in this league yeah and like that's they're right up there you know we'll talk about Hartford and you know I, I like that thing Cleveland's up there too and Suffolk probably but you know they're they're definitely at the the cream of the crop in the league and um you know they should on paper have no problem with New York and you know I love Scott <clears throat> you know Scott's a great guy but uh yeah you know, I, I don't think I don't think this is his year either yeah, agreed. I got Quebec in four. Yeah, I got him. In, I have him in five. I, yeah, this this for everything you just said. 
too much throughout the lineup and in net. Uh, you know, there's nothing really New York can can really hang their hat on in this series, I don't think. So, you know, yeah, go back. <laughs> All right, now we have uh, the Boston Bears going against the Moncton Golden Flames. Uh, we'll take this one over to Justin. Who you got, Jet? Uh, I got Chris for the soul. I, Chris, uh, I love you, and it's it's looking pretty good for you. But I'm rooting for you in the soul for the sole reason that I own Moncton's pick, and I want him to lose. So I get the higher pick. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm picking. You. <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't but, need to know, you know why. Other than that, I mean, I don't need to know why. Your, your goaltending is far superior to Lundqvist and Hammond. Um, you know he he's got you on defense. Offensively, I think you guys match up pretty good. I, I'm giving you the nod for for goaltending <laughs> and the fact that I own his pick. Nice, nice, I like <laughs> nice. That. Yeah, Chris, I, I had you too. Uh, not not for that reason, even though I feel like I've had Moncton's first round pick a couple times, <laughs> but uh, this one went to Justin. Yeah, I mean, same thing. You know, the, the goaltending really matches up uh, well in your favor. You know, you have Ronta and Schneider, and you can just go back and forth with whoever's in blue. And they match up well with Lundqvist, too. You know, he's got the 10-4-2, 10-stamina. But, you know, even still, both of your guys have better stats than, uh, than Lundqvist, right, as right. far as the card goes. I, sh- I don't want to say stats, but have better card numbers better than cards, Lundqvist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and the, as a Flyers fan, this is really painful for me to say but like getting andrew mcdonald back for game three is going to be a huge help to you (laughs) you know he's out he's out for the first two games uh and you know it's weird thinking that's a a a bad thing (laughs) but uh getting him back and yeah we talked about that like in earlier in the season between the two of us like yeah he is the glue and you didn't have him in there (laughs) i think you're on a horrible losing streak so getting him back should help um and again, this is before game one, so the Van Riemsdyk injury totally changes everything. Yeah, oh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, and, and and one last thing to go back to the stamina. I know I'm, I know I'm beating the dead horse. I'm sure I'll do it again. You know, Owen has uh, Cal Clutterbuck with that three stamina on the top line, and I don't know. Again, maybe it works out. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to affect him. You know, late say late in the third period, but. Having a guy with a three stamina playing big minutes, I don't think that's a, a recipe for winning. Well, it, going in for the series, uh, I have Moncton actually winning at seven. <laughs> um, that was you know before obviously Confidence. before JVR got hurt. So was that five I, now? I, I just think yeah, I just think for me he he's, he's better on D. So I think overall he'll be able to even before JVR went down. I thought he would you know be able to match up pretty well with my offense to, to shut him down and Lundqvist is a good goalie too I mean I do have a little bit of a, a slight advantage in net like you guys were talking about but I think Lundqvist is obviously more than capable of uh and with the D in front of him to to stop my offense to to swing it to Moncton's way so I actually have them uh winning in seven I think it'll be a close series uh could easily go either way but I, yeah. I think I think Moncton just has a little bit too much on D to for for me to keep uh, putting out offensive numbers throughout the whole series. All right, so now over to the Norris in the final division. 
We have the Hartford Mariners against the Halifax Huskies. Anybody want to jump up on this one, or should I do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, originally, I, I had I'll, I mean, I'll say my prediction right away. Originally, I had an upset in my mind. I think Halifax. He's just seems like every year you look at his team on paper, and you know you just wait for him to to win a cup and you're, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't yet to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, his exactly. Team, this is, isn't his strongest that he's had, but, but, but he's still a very, you know, you look at his team and he still has a, you know, a, a tremendous team and, and he's able to always get draft picks. And it's a, it's amazing to me what he's able to do. Uh, but, but I, I had to go, I mean, Harford is just too, for me, it was just too good for me to pick up the upset there. So I have Harford winning in seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, I mean, it's, you know, you look at just up and down the Harford's lineup. You know, he's got five D that have an eighty plus rating. Uh, he's got great goaltending with Elliot and Enroth. They're a great one-two punch that he can easily just you know switch up to keep him in the blue. Um, he's got six you know twenty goal scores. Um, I, I just think it's just a little too much for Halifax to pull off. Even though he's got he has a great team too, uh, but but I just I think uh, I think Harford's just too much too much to handle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Ian, the top three lines definitely match up uh, very good against Hartford. But defense and goaltending takes it away again for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to go seven. It, it's going to be a close series, but I think Hartford pulls it out. And I'm still waiting for Ian to get through the first round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Has he never got through the first round? I have to go back and look it up, but it's. He, I, I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Just, but you know, it's been years. Yeah, he, or, yeah. He should. I feel like he should always be like at least a conference final contender. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I've, but I'm, I don't think I, he is. I'm 99 percent sure I've picked him to win the cup several times. I know I picked him last yeah, year. I might I have picked for him sure him he too. had yeah. last year. Yeah. It's it's got to work out for him one year, but unfortunately he's got to face Hartford in that first round, and yeah, I you know I think Hartford. At least until the conference finals facing Quebec. If you know, again, if if it goes that far, if they can get there, but I think that's going to be is that, is that a spoiler there? That's going to be the class for the Quebec. Titans is that your, there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a I, I, I think Hartford Quebec in the conference finals will determine. <laughs> no, it won't determine the cup winner. I'll get to that later. But anyways, I have Hartford winning uh, in six over Halifax uh, for pretty much the same reasons you guys have. Uh, I, I do believe Halifax, if they're going to win this series, they got to jump all over Hartford early, only because uh, Hartford is missing two of their forwards um, in Jenner and Korpikowski in game one, and Camilleri is going to be out the first two games. Um, again, this is, uh, you know, this, this is a little after the fact. We already know that Hartford won game one um, without Jenner and Korpikowski. So they weren't able to get that first win, but if Halifax can split that first series, you know that's that that would be huge. If they go down two nothing and then Hartford gets healthy, mm. you know that that could even be in five. As good as Halifax is, getting a fully loaded Hartford team, their their chance to strike was early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, again, so that doesn't change my prediction of Hartford in six, but I think that was I don't want to say the only way Halifax wins, but they really needed to jump early on that series. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you're rooting for, they didn't do that. 
And then to our final series, we got the Suffolk Stampede against GHL legend, God, whatever you want to call him. Gary Bettman. Yeah, Gary Bettman. The the Philadelphia Pharaohs there. Uh, Justin, who you got? Um, I'm taking Suffolk. I also have them coming out of the Campbell Conference. Uh, but I guess we could talk about that later. Uh, yeah. They're a team that kind of scares me. Oh, on paper, they're not the greatest team, but just something about it, man. I, I see them making a deep run. Uh, it's Chris. It's Chris. knows what to do. Yeah. And yeah, I like Glenn, and I like his team, but I got Suffolk in six. And I yeah, see that, them getting to the finals. Yeah, we talked about before, you know, it's great to have Owen and Chris back. Uh, right. We talked about that in the, you know, the mm-hmm. draft preview. And, you know, you, you look at both the teams. I mean, it's great to have Owen back in the playoffs. And, you know, obviously Suffolk, it feels like except for that one year when they did a, a one-year rebuild, that they're always in the thick of things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I think same thing with you, what you just said, Justin. Suffolk in six. Uh, yeah. get, got Flurry back right before the uh, yep. the series started. Uh, they're better defensively. Philly's goalie depth is a little eh, behind Chad Johnson there. I mean, the only thing that could hurt Suffolk is if Flurry gets re-injured. Um, because, right. I mean, Flurry only has that seven fortitude. Barra, who is a capable backup, only has a five fortitude. So it's like if you lose if you lose Flurry, I don't yep. know if Barra's going to last the whole time either. So. It might not affect them this round. It might not be a big deal. But if you're looking past this round, which I guess we really shouldn't be right now. Right. Um, but, you know, it's I, I think it's enough to get by this round going forward as long as they both stay healthy. You know, it's it's a it's a question mark going forward. That's pretty much their only their only question mark. But I got Suffolk in six. Yeah, I, I have Suffolk uh, winning the series two and six. Uh for all the reasons you guys mentioned, I, I think for me, Philly, Philly's a very strong team. They have four 30 goal scores. So they're, but they're, to me, that's a, just a top heavy lineup. And Suffolk has a solid top six D that I think will be able to shut them down. And they're, they're they, with, 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 like you mentioned, Brian, with the Suffolk's goaltending, I think that'll, that'll even push it uh, further for them in their favor. And lastly, the only, the only thing I'll add to what you guys mentioned is uh, again, the special teams, uh, Suffolk is number three on the power play and, and Philly is number 15th ranked penalty kills. So mm. that, that may, you know, swing it a little bit more in Suffolk's favor. And I, I agree with you, Justin, too. I think they're going to put on a little bit of a serious run. And, and if you're going to pick a, a dark horse, you know, to go against Quebec and Hartford, uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they, if they, you know, make a run and find themselves in the finals as well. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we'll get to that as we move along. But right. uh, but yeah, I do I do have Suffolk winning in six. I think it'll be an entertaining series, but but I think Suffolk yeah. just has a little bit too much. All right, boys, and we've talked about it now, so now I guess it's time for the uh, for the men to step up. We're gonna go with the uh, finals predictions, just in case we don't come around for a round two or round three podcast. <laughs> uh, let's just go right to our finals predictions. I will go first. Now, originally when we did this podcast, when we did take one. On Wednesday, I, I went a little off the board, and I believe I had Suffolk over Hamilton. Then, um, then I went ahead and looked, and you know, I, I went 
and did my little research for the you know my predictions, my prognostication online. Yeah, I, I started I started uh, feeding into all of the praise that everybody was giving me, giving Cleveland going to the, the finals. And I started feeding into it, and stupidly, I picked myself over Hartford in six. Oh, I picked <laughs> very. <laughs> Very stupidly, like I said, I had myself originally losing the Hamilton in the second round, and then I started, I started, you know, everybody started feeding my ego, and I, I, I fell for it, and I picked myself. So, well, I, I mean, I have you winning too, but I, but I have, I have you beating Suffolk uh, in in six in the finals, but uh, yeah, I think you know, I, I just think again, you're, I think you'll come out. I think you're just too strong for, for the teams in your conference. Uh, I don't think, you know, there's some good teams there, but I don't think they match up enough to well enough to, to knock you off at all. Uh, Debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, Steve Mason has something there for you uh, <laughs> in this round. You know, he's, you mean, you mean he's on a mission. Steve Mason. Yeah. Yeah. You can go yeah. up and down my lineup. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, those Stanley Cup winners, Steve Mason and Matt Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but I think, yeah, I have you winning, uh, beating Suffolk actually. So that's a little bit of an upset, but uh, you know, we were leaning towards that a little, uh, just a few minutes ago there, but, uh, but yeah, I have you winning in, in six in the finals. Justin. So like you coach, uh, I think initially, um, you know, I liked a certain team, but a- after looking in and feeding my ego, uh, <laughs> I, I had you, uh, to win the cup over Suffolk. <laughs> Uh, but now that we've seen how it's gone, I think whoever comes out of this series is going to win the cup. And right now, it's looking pretty good. Nice, nice. Uh, well, Cincinnati, me and you will both uh, have two numbers above our our logos. Short. <laughs> yes. Well, Brian, you know, if you look have at to it find right the now, strengths for the rest of our lives until he catches up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I think this season, this series is going to go five games, and you're going to win. No way. So, uh, so, so, what was your final prediction there? I'm sorry, I, I completely missed it. I think you I said said it like four or five times, but we'll stick with the swords over Suffolk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's no, what I, I thought. I, 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 I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make I had sure. you over Suffolk. On that note, I think we'll put this one in the books. And then uh, hopefully, maybe, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll try to get together and do this for round two with uh, all new matchups. That's right. I'll take my victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like I it. Sw- I swear to God, Coach. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Have a good night. Thank all you. All right, boys. Cheers.